This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Good afternoon, folks. This is your friend Dennis Connor coming to you courtesy of the Specialty Produce Network and the Harrington Boys and my producer, Roger Harrington, especially the one that makes all this happen and tries to make me look as good as, as I can be. I said, Roger, how do I look with my new uh, master's uh, shirt on? He says, well, you look okay, but you can't turn a turkey into an eagle. So um, thanks, Rog. Wow. The uh, Volvo race has just come to a close. And uh, just put a bow on that, that for a moment. I didn't really... Uh, follow the Volvo race very much. It w- wasn't too interesting. I uh, I didn't know too many of the teams, uh, with the exception of Bauer uh, Beacon, uh, and uh, I, I wasn't following it. But uh, w- you know, there's nothing like a good accident to uh, get your your attention, and uh, sit, like sitting in the curve of the NASCAR race. And so when uh, they lost a, a well liked guy overboard on the leg from Auckland to around. The, to uh, Brazil, uh, it got everybody's attention. They started uh, watching the race a little bit more. But the real thing that made the race for me and for many of my friends was the uh, virtual spectator. When they turned the virtual spectator on uh, full time, and you could really follow the tactics of the boats and, and watch the uh, wind and where they were headed, it became a lot more meaningful for the real sailors that were there as far as why are they going this way or why are they going that way? And uh, that made a huge difference in the race. And the other thing that made a big difference was when the, some of the boats had some gear failures at the bottom of the world. Uh, down there, uh, it broke their mast and had to get their deliver, they get the boat delivered with a, uh, basically a, a crane and all the way up to uh, the starting line in Brazil. There, there was a lot of human drama and then, of course, the uh, race into Newport was turned upside down uh, in the, uh, t- when the tide changed and the fog set in at Newport, making for an incredibly close finish, uh, several minutes apart after uh, 4,000 miles from Brazil. It, all of a sudden, it really uh, got the attention of the sailing world. And then we saw the race across the Atlantic where the boats got 300 miles apart. They came back together, and the southern route, which is the long route, paid off. And all of a sudden, now there's three boats uh, tied for the lead as we uh, headed over to Sweden to uh, finish up the last few legs. But And it was really the virtual spectator, once again, that, that got everybody's attention coming through the tides and, and watching the start of the race down to Norway, down to Denmark, and then ultimately finishing in La Hague uh, there, there in the Netherlands. So uh, just to put a bow on this, the three boats were tied for the lead, basically going into the last race. Whoever won the last race uh, was going to be the winner of the Volvo after, what, uh, 25,000 uh, miles uh, over nine months. So everybody watched that race. Um, Enrique Morales uh, called me at 3 in the morning because he couldn't uh, quit watching, make sure I was awake watching the finish because the, the uh, last 200 miles – the three boats were only 20 minutes apart, and two of them went uh, down the North Sea, and one of them chose to go inside a little uh, circuitous route, the Dongfen 
boat. There's an exclusion zone in this race, so you couldn't uh, go straight to the to the finish. You had to go either port or starboard of the exclusion zone. And uh, uh, Johnny Smalling and uh, Steve Harrison, they they told me that the exclusion was a real exclusion zone because there was um, windmills. Imagine an exclusion zone to uh, stay out of the uh, windmills. So the the uh, bottom line is that the Dongfen, the Chinese boat. Uh, uh, went the uh, chose to go the route uh, uh, around, leaving the exclusion zone to starboard. Uh, at low tide, there's big tides there, you know, in the North Sea. At low tide, there was only a meter under the bottom of their keel, so a little goof up or a wind sw- switch could have put them in real jeopardy. But as it turned out, the uh, wind uh, switched it, it backed a little bit on them, so they could um, reach around the bottom of the exclusion zone. And lo and behold, they come to the finish. All, they can see, here comes the boats from out to sea. Here comes the boat from inshore. So you got uh, Brazil and Mapfire coming from out to sea. To out, from out to sea. And uh, they're coming together. Who's going to win? And it turns out that Dong Fin is crossing on starboard uh, about uh, five minutes in front of the uh, uh, other boats and wins the, the, the race. So... Incredibly interesting for those of us that were watching it on the virtual spectator. It really made a, a big, big difference. So I, I'm a huge fan now of the virtual spectator, especially when they had it on for the entire race. So if you didn't see it, uh, I'm sorry, but it was it was a great race. So n- now what about the Volvo race? Well, that's what everybody would like to know, but there is no answer. The uh, or- organizers... Uh, Volvo is uh, going to bow out. They'll still be a, uh, they won't be the title sponsor, but they'll still support it with cars and uh, a little advertising. But we're all wondering well, who who's going to uh, be and what is the title sponsor of the next race and what will it be? Well, the people that ran the race, they did a pretty darn good job. The, the, the folks that ran this race, they figured out when, what time to start so that they would finish at the right time for the spectators and uh, the courses they laid out. We're good, and they're now in uh, in charge. But in charge of what? To me, it's all about the money. Who, where's the, where? These guys don't have the money to uh, sponsor this race and uh, uh, promote it the way it's necessary for a successful race. So we're going to have to stand by and uh, see if there is a real uh, successor to the Volvo. And who who will be, and how much money will they spend, and what will the boats be? They're talking about uh, changing the boats, and also including uh, French double-handed boats that, that race around the world in, in the in the same race. I'm not sure how they would stack up boat for boat with each other, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. But imagine uh, these boats going uh, with their nine, ten, eleven uh, person crew against a boat with only two people on it. It's gonna and going the same speed. I mean, we're talking about uh, boats that are uh, capable of going thirty-five knots out there in uh, huge waves and very tough trying conditions. So it's going to be interesting and uh, stay tuned. But uh, that's pretty much a wrap of the uh, of the race. Uh, the uh, Chinese won. I was sorry to see uh, Bauer Beacon not come through. It was finishing there at his home port and. Uh, I, I was, uh, secretly rooting for him because he sailed with me when we set the transatlantic race, um, on the, uh, Volvo 60 
And I'm thinking, oh, wow, we thought this was fast, but it took us almost nine days. Now, uh, you know, only averaging 10 knots. Now these guys are averaging 13 knots, 14, 15 knots. Everywhere they go, they're making us look like uh, slow pokes. So, uh, Bauer, I'm sorry you didn't win. Everybody was, uh, that I knew was rooting for you. Seven, eight, nine races, and uh, maybe there'll be another one in there, for, and we'll, but we'll have to wait and see. It's all about the money. All the skippers were there saying, oh, it was a great race, and, uh, good on you, and uh, we're looking for money. So it's all about the money. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what it takes to, to do these races now, but we spent about $10 million to the two races that I win, went in, and uh, I'm sure the price is up now with so many professionals, uh, America's Cup, and uh, people that are uh, working for a living out there in the ocean. It's a tough, 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 tough job. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. So th- that's the uh, update on the Volvo Ocean Race. Well, what about the America's Cup? Well, we uh, saw the deadline come and go, uh, arbitrarily set by uh, Grant uh, Dalton and the uh, Kiwis uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I'm still kind of eating my words when I because I said there would be a third, uh, a fourth entry uh, one from uh, Colson Sarmala there in, in Italy, but it just didn't happen. I think what the situation is, is that Ben Ainsley, when he got that $200 million uh, cash infusion and uh, ditched the uh, his other sponsors, gave him enough uh, juice to do anything that he wanted to do, it scared a lot of people off. You know, that's an awful lot of money to have in your pocket up front. It's one thing getting it as you go, like we did in our America's Cups, living from hand to mouth. But to having that mouth, that money up front, you can, you can really uh, have a budget. You can uh, come up with uh, uh, prototypes that are legal. And in that regard, uh, we've, we, we see Ben Ensley coming up with a uh, smaller version of what might be uh, for the next cup, a, a monohull uh, that, that – uh, can get up and, and playing up on its skids. And uh, he's launched it, and we, we uh, see it sailing. So the, these new, the new boats, it's coming pretty quickly because you can launch your new boat in less than a year. So you know that the designers are, are busy uh, working on the design of the, of the boats because uh, the, the foils and the rig and the, will be uh, required to be all the same. So you've got the uh, what will be a what seventy five foot model hull with uh, basically pontoons with foils attached to the bottom. It's going to look like a big praying um, uh, mantis out there. So it could be I don't know I don't know my facts, but thirty five feet wide. So can you imagine like when we were racing a twelve meter one coming from one side, one from the other? They're coming at each other. How about uh, dialing up when your boat's thirty five feet wide? And uh, you've got a foil sticking down below the water, six or eight feet on the leeward side for the starboard uh, tack boat who has the right of way, but the port tack boat trying to to uh, stay clear. You're going to have to start uh, turning, uh, you know, half a, uh, at forty knots. You're going to have to start turning a half a mile away to avoid each other. So I just don't see the same kind of dialing up and starting uh, uh, procedures that we ha- we had in the, the dinosaur era. When we were racing the America's Cup boats and the and the twelve meters, 
I just don't. I think that there's a tremendous uh, potential for a big crash, and hopefully, the boats and the people will uh, be okay. I'm wondering, will, will they have to put an exclusion zone around around these boats so that uh, you, you, to keep them apart? So I, I'm guessing that there might be starting sequences more like in the catamaran where there really was no pre-start maneuvers. Basically, they came, one came from the left, one came from the right. They, they reached off till they got to the lower end of the box. And when there was two minutes to go on their computer, uh, they headed up and started really getting in a position for a running start. And I think they're going to see more of that technique rather than uh, the – uh, traditional match race uh, situations. But the uh, other big news, I thought, was that uh, Terry Hutchinson announced his uh, crew for the U.S. Uh, challenge and the uh, New York Yacht Club. And I, I was uh, interested that it, uh, with the skipper being a uh, really New, uh, New Zealander and uh, who, who's going to... Where are the Americans? Are there going to be any? You know, who, I think by rule you have to have half a dozen Americans. So I was uh, very pleased to see that uh, we had uh, uh, Matt Cassidy from San Diego, and he one of the probably a, a grinder, and we also Andrew Campbell, a wonderful uh, talent, as, uh, son of Bill Cal- uh, Campbell, impeccable guy, commodore of the New York uh, a real class family, class act. He's going to be uh, more more involved. He he was sailing with Larry Ellison, but uh, it wasn't a real key factor. But this time with Andrew Campbell from San Diego involved, we'll have some real local uh, talent involved, and we'll all watch and be, of course, rooting for Andrew and Dean Barker and uh, the, the rest of the folks from the U.S. in, in there as their challenge uh, proceeds. So, wow, a year to go. I think with the foils uh, being uh, uh, somewhat similar, the spar being somewhat similar, that the design of the hull actually might really matter because these boats are going to be real docks when the, in, in light air. When they're not up and foiling, imagine dragging all this stuff through the water uh, without the power with the, to, to move it and get it really going. It could have the uh, potential for being, I won't say dull because it's the America's Cup, but opposite of real exciting but so i'm anxious to see the uh, uh the the new boats and uh how, how they're going to turn out so here we are moving into the summer months uh we've got august coming everybody on vacation the, in san diego we've uh coming to the end of the beer can series that everyone loves from the cortez racing uh association only three more uh races to go and uh Fortunately for us on the Menace, we've won every race, so we're going to win this series. But uh, we've really enjoying it. I have a great, wonderful crew with Billy Trinkle and Gary Wiseman and uh, Eric Doyle and uh, Enrique Morales. I mean, they're all there on the Menace, and we've really uh, enjoyed a great season. So that race will come to an end. People will go on their holiday, and then they'll be thinking, start thinking about the uh, hot rum races uh, starting in November. As far as Dennis Connor personally, I'm going to uh, go to Sardinia next week. I'll be able to uh, get you the real Scooby-Doo on what ha- happened uh, for the second uh, Italian challenge. 
I'll see Ricardo Bonadeo, the, the Commodore of the uh, Coastal Somali Yacht Club. I'm going to take uh, plenty of money because it, with $18 for a uh, beer at the Yacht Club, it doesn't take long to go through $100. And so uh, I'll take an extra $100 and uh, waste the beer for you. And uh, when I come back with my new uh, fresh podcast, I'll be able to tell you what the situation is. You know, there can still be more entries in the America's Cup. If so, if you have an extra hundred million, and you have a million dollars for the late entry fee, Grant Dalton he he loves the money, and he'd be happy to take it. But uh, I think time is uh, moving on pretty rapidly for any other challengers. So I only think you're going to see three challengers and Ben Amsley. He's not going to be easy. He's a wonderful sailor. He's not as experienced in the in the uh, America's Cup. Terry Hutchinson had a lot more experience, but he can't not be uh, underestimated. So I I see uh, Ben Ainsley giving Terry Hutchinson and New York Yacht Club a real run to become the uh, challenger for the cup. I don't think that uh, Luna Rosa uh, has the resources to uh, beat one of these two teams. So. Of course, I could be wrong. I was wrong there as far as a fourth challenger. But I uh, look forward to uh, touching base with you again if there's anything of, of interest that um, I, I think you might enjoy. So that's it for now. Thank you to uh, Roger Harrington and his brothers for allowing me the privilege of being part of the uh, Specialty Produce podcast. I've really enjoyed it. I love Roger. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. If you have a restaurant or hotel and particularly in the Southern California area, specialty produce is the place to go and to, to buy your, your uh, fruits and vegetables. So, Roger, thank you so much for all you do for, uh, for Dennis Connor, and uh, I've enjoyed doing these podcasts with you, and I hope you'll have me back. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.